Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. We are back, we have returned, it is so exciting to be doing some news stories again. I am Tim Daniel, as always joined by Sean Mackey. It is start of Season 4 here in the 48 Minutes Network, going back to our days of the Corner 3, so we're excited to be here. So pumped, a lot of stuff coming up for this year. Uh, before we get into this week's show, I want to let you know what's coming up as well. Hoop Cinema! Our third episode, our September installment, will be recorded soon. We are talking Blue Chips. Yes, Blue Chips with Nick Nolte, Shaquille O'Neal, Anthony Hardaway, and others. We're going to break down that whole movie and how much we love that one. Maybe I'll get some cool snippets of some audio from that movie as well. And then we will also have an at-large bid this week talking about what's going on in college basketball, the longest off-season in all of sports. But hey, without further ado, this is this week's episode of 48 Minutes. If you like what you hear, subscribe. If you also like what you hear, give us a review. It means a lot to us. Now, let's start the show. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrell from NBA Jam. Boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but can't handle what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes. Hey guys, thanks for joining us here. I know it's been a crazy weird summer for 48 minutes where you're used to us uh, stockpiling our summer with team previews. We did not do that. We kind of just did whatever we wanted show-wise this summer. We did get some team previews in, but we did some fun stuff too. We launched Hoop Cinema, which Sean's the host of. We had two really fun episodes of that. Have another one coming up that we're we'll advertising. Um, we did some fun talks with my buddy Travis Tubasink from the Wrestle Special where we kind of touched on like being a new fan to the NBA and also had a fun conversation about classic 90s NBA jerseys, which I don't know if you listened to that. Did you? Did we miss any that you wanted us to talk about? No, I think you covered all of them, man. Yeah, I did go back and listen and realize we didn't talk about the Mavericks ones at all, but they were so boring. They were just green. They were just green. With blue trim. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't have to spend too much time on those. <clears throat> yeah. And then um, what else did we do this summer? We did... Uh, that was about it. Yeah, we didn't really do. We did. We did a few team previews until we yeah. hit a, until we hit a wall. Yeah. So we we apologize, guys. We're not going to finish those, but uh, <laughs> at all, there's no way it's going to happen at all. It was kind of like when when Bill Simmons didn't get to finish his team previews a few years ago when he got oh, kicked yeah. off ESPN and like yeah. everyone was like waiting for him and he never finished them. So I don't feel bad that we didn't do it, but uh, we got a few in, and uh, uh, you know I. I think we this has been like one of the slowest off periods yes in NBA offseason history. Yes, cuz it was like crazy nuts the first 2 days. Yeah. And then it was like right after the Westbrook trade, everything was kind of just like eh, all right. So Yeah, the Westbrook trade was kind of the end of the NBA offseason really. That was that was pretty <laughs> much it and that was a while ago. Like, yeah, that was only- a that was a while ago. So so this is I I can't remember an offseason being this slow um around this time of year like everything is just like really really quiet yeah you know the biggest news really since then was besides you know the boogie issue was obviously dwight going to the lakers and that's just kind of like all right dwight's on the lakers like you can't really make an episode out of that and no 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 yeah so, so you know it's we've, we've kind of struggled for content over the last couple of weeks i'm not gonna like lie. every nba show like every <laughs> nba show i mean i mean you look at like you know, like rundowns, it's like Hawks are re-signing VC for his final season. Yes. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I want to shoot the three ball. It's like, these are not like news bits. These are just people cre- creating content. 
to create yeah. content. I saw Isaiah Thomas was hurt, and I had to check the date to make sure that it wasn't like a repeat article. Oh, is so he's hurt. Yeah, he hurt his thumb. Oh, oh yeah, I think I did read something about that. Yeah, his tweet was, I hurt my thumb playing defense, LOL, never again. And we went, Isaiah, we know you're never playing defense. Yeah, dude, you're five foot five. Right. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not going to play D. <laughs> yeah, so I do kind of want to touch on some of the news that's happened within the past week or so. Um, also, if you did get a chance, check out our YouTube channel, 48 Minutes YouTube, where Sean and I, we did our NBA 2K recap show. Um, yeah, we've never, we've always, yeah, we've always just done a podcast episode, but we figured we might, you know, it might be fun to do a like, 2K show where we're actually playing 2K. It's crazy, I know. It's better, uh, it's better to watch it and yes. explain it than us just talk about it on a podcast. So if you guys are into 2K, we are huge, huge, huge 2K guys, especially we with are. my team. We go over a little bit of that and a little bit of. We play a couple of games. We played a WNBA game. Yeah, um, our good friend, former Forty Eight Minutes, Forty Eight Minutes alumni, we can now call him. Yes, Alex Derrickson joined us, and uh, he played some WNBA with Sean. Yeah, it's a lot of and fun. Lot it was of a fun. blast. It was a blast. It was a great setup. Our display is beautiful. So the link is bit.ly-48minutes YouTube because we don't have enough followers to have our own YouTube link yet. Yeah. So but, get on but, that. Yeah, get on it. It's 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 a fun watch, guys. If you like watching uh, people play video games on YouTube, it's a uh, you know, and you get to you get to see me lose to Tim. Not that yeah. I wanna, not that I wanna spoil anything, but it's it's pretty sad. It is. <laughs> it was it was real. I was real sad about it. So, so Sean, we'll start on the court with some news in regards to the 2020 Olympic team. Now, oh. tw- the 2019 Basketball oh. World Cup is one that USA will like to forget. Oh. Um, it just felt doomed from like the beginning when oh everyone started God. dropping out. This was this was one of the worst. I've never seen uh, an Olympic team so disinterested yes. in, in winning basketball games. And it's like, guys, come on. It's like, we're the we're the effing United States of America. we <laughs> home of the National Basketball Association. There is no reason we should be losing. But, I mean, every week, every week there was a new player dropping off. And it ended up with the, I mean, we ended up with the most i don't know part of the celtics team yeah we had like um, two all-stars i felt i felt like kyle kuzma could have really helped this team yes. he dropped off like there were so many deer and fox drops out De'Aaron last minute fox deer and fox and kuzma would have would have really really helped this team and you know there's there was a lot of talk about you know some some stars some higher paid stars that could really benefit from playing on on team usa and bill simmons brought this up but devin booker like I feel yes. like I agree with him on that. Like I feel like I Devin too. Booker would have been a perfect guy, you know, to go underneath Pop and and Kerr and go out there and and learn how to play with some other guys, you know, instead of just you know not making the playoffs every year. It's like go out instead of just bitching about getting double teamed and pick up. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh no, we're not doing that, man. We're just playing. We're just playing pickup today. Like really, <laughs> really? I mean. I mean, these, I mean, I don't want to sound like an old man, but like these players just are so, so babied sometimes. Like, I, I don't want to sound that way, but I mean, like, it's true. You. It's true, though. So I understand the idea that he said he's working on different things for his game, but he plays for the Suns. He's the Suns' best player. He's the Suns' offensive threat as far as like not in the paint. So he's, he's their guy. Get, yeah, he's going to get double teamed. Because yeah. their game plan is going to be as long as you keep Booker 
from scoring 40, we're still going to win. So Exactly. That's that's the only key of that, of that of beating the, the Phoenix Suns right now. And, I mean, and even they if have he eight, scores they have 40. Eight and, they have Aiton, too. And, and I, Rubio. I, and Rubio. And I, I actually, I expect them to get a little bit better this year. Yeah, they'll slightly, get better. slightly, slightly. We'll see. But, but anyways, yeah. Anyways, let's get back, to the, get back to the Olympic team. They were terrible. Yeah, they were really bad, obviously. It was a disastrous run. They finished in seventh place. They lose to France and Serbia. And... <laughs> lose to france yeah who had like oh. i think three nba guys on the team oh. um so it seems like 2020 has another retribution team coming up um, Yeah, we've had some verbal commits so far from uh damian lillard and steph curry steph curry met with rachel nichols and he did an interview where he flat out said that he his expect expectation this is not a guarantee his expectation yeah. is he will be on the team next year and Damian Lillard went as far as to say he would like to play, from what I understand. And and Clay Thompson has also went on record saying he would like to play as well. So um, you get a few, get a few good guys, um, and I'd like to see some younger dudes on that. I'd, oh, like, I'd like I'd like to see Aiton on that team. I like to see but, Fox but, on that team. But is Aiton is Aiton uh, is he I from the think, U.S.? I I don't think he is. If I okay, remember correctly. Well, okay, okay, but. I will say this. I should, know, I should know that. I feel bad not knowing that. Oh, that's fine. I will say this about <laughs> the fine. team. Plays for Phoenix. Who cares? <laughs> I thought Miles Turner was really good in the World Cup. Um, I think he was definitely the best player. So he is of the Bahamian. He is of Bahamian descent. Yes. So DeAndre Eaton, that is. Um, okay. So I don't know if the Bahamas will have. It'll be like him and Buddy Heald <laughs> uh, would be the team. So I don't I mean, know if they would fun. exactly. Yeah. I don't know if they would qualify. They'd, pro- they'd probably win the gold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree, man. <laughs> Just those two. You can throw whoever else you want. Yeah, you know. it doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, France beat the U.S. What does it matter? Yeah. With Rudy Gobert just eating Miles Turner's lunch after Miles Turner like said he's I mean, supposedly the best defensive player in basketball. I mean, I, I feel like we need, we need to give a little bit of credit to Spain, though. They I were mean, awesome. I mean, Marcus Gasol not only won an NBA title this year, but also a World Cup. Olymp- a World Cup, yeah. yeah. And and Ricky Rubio won the MVP. Yes. Uh, which is which is absolutely huge. This is probably the biggest moment of his career, really. And it was just kind of brushed under the door. And it's like this guy is, you know, going into another NBA season, going to start for another team. And it was obvious that you know the stuff with Utah didn't work out this year. So I'm. I'm kind of looking to see Ricky Rubio kind of get back into the swing of things this year. Yeah, so from this team, you know, I know we had that show um, early in the summer where we kind of talked about, like, who could who could potentially, from the World Cup team, be on the Olympic team next year. And that was obviously before guys dropped out. I would love to see Donovan Mitchell back there next year. And I know we Absolutely. basically just, between Clay, Steph, Lillard, and Mitchell, that's four guards that we just named, and you only get... 15 players. I think Draymond has also mentioned he wants to play, so we'll substitute the Celtics with the Warriors for the Olympics, apparently. Hey, uh, that, that'll that win you some games. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at some point we're going to put forwards in this, so, you know, will I be shocked if Anthony Davis decides to play? No. Do I think he will? No. Um, I think Space our, Jam comes out next summer, apparently, so he's going to be busy. I think, I think our days of seeing the biggest of the big stars in the Olympics are over with. I agree. I do. And I think, honestly, I'm okay with that. 100%. I mean, the, the, the big redeem team from a couple years ago that had, you know, LeBron and Kobe and all those guys on it and everything, like, that that was a fantastic team. But yeah, it was I just great. Don't, I don't think we're ever going to see a team like that again. So, I talked about this earlier in the week with our boy Donnie Menke. 
Um, Donnie and I were kind of talking about what if they go 25 and under. And we kind of named a pretty fire team if they okay. went 25 and under. So this is just like off the top of our heads, the starting lineup we came up with. Okay. So this was if, of course, I don't think this will happen. But um, we talked, you know, the guards. Fox, Booker, and Mitchell were named as the three guards. Okay. I mean, that's pretty gross. Yeah, <laughs> pretty gross. <laughs> small, f- small forward, Jason Tatum. Okay. Still pretty damn good. Yeah. Power forward, Zion Williamson. Yeah. Getting nicer and nicer by the minute, right? Of course. And then center. Who did we name it center? I just lost it. Uh, crap. Um, hold on. Let me find it. Really good center. Let's go with, like, I think I put Wendell Carter on there just as, like, an idea. Zion and really good center. Yeah. <laughs> That's our placeholder. Oh, here we go. JJJ. I said Jaron Jackson Jr. and Zion would be the starting the starting front court. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. So you're f- starting five there, and then your bench you can fill with, like, Mikhail Bridges. Pretty nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, John Morant could be a backup point guard. Obviously. So, like, <laughs> right. You know, so, like, R.J. Barrett's obviously from Canada, so he can't play for the Olympic. I guess he technically could play for the U.S. team, but, you know, it's not how that works. Yeah. Um, so right there, if they went 25 and under, we just named six, seven guys. And Mikhail's obviously not the first name of guys that kept pops in my head by there by any means. But that's a pretty solid group right there. I mean, that starting five alone is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, but here's the thing with the, with the 25 and under thing. I think that puts the rest of the world teams at a disadvantage because I think a lot of the, the better players, especially this year in the world cup were were older than 25. I was talking team USA in general, just, just team USA. Yeah. If okay. that were the rule, okay. not that I think it'll happen. Like I said, if, if Steph Curry sure. and Anthony Davis say they want to play, they're going to play, you know what yeah. I mean? There's not going to be like a, I guess we'll see what you guys do in camp. Like Popovich yeah. is going to be like, no, we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's advantageous for for them to let whoever wants to play play. I mean, if they can get big names on it, you know, I mean, that's you know, bigger endorsements, bigger commercials, you know, TV rights, all that stuff to to get them on TV. So, I mean, it, the exposure's there if you have stars playing. You know, it, it's it's a win win for everyone. I yeah, totally agree. So I think. I definitely think we'll have a different team out there. I'm, I I do still kind of believe we'll have one or two guys from this team on that team next next summer. Um, you know, like I said, Mitchell and Kemba stand out as the most likely to me. Tatum's also very likely to me. Um, but we'll see, man. I think um, it's got to be better than we just had. It was so painful. I mean, I was watching the games at work on my phone at 8 in the morning just yeah. kind of to keep up with it, and it was just so frustrating. Because um, you know me, like our, our first season we did this, I was really into that Olympic team. I went and saw that Olympic team play. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do care about Team USA basketball. I think it's kind of weird that our country like, doesn't really care about Team USA basketball. They have this like, well, we're going to win anyway, who cares kind of feeling. And like everywhere else in the world doesn't feel that way. And now like yeah. Co- Kobe Bryant made the point that it, you know the rest of the world's kind of catching up. So like Australia next year, they have Ben Simmons, they have Patty Mills, they have a few guys – it's a pretty yeah. good team, you know. Yeah. So, I think uh, I think we're gonna have to, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how this shakes out going into the summer of 2020. Yeah, I agree. So you wanted to talk about this, and I think it's pretty funny. Um, well, actually, it's kind of annoying, but the new outlawing of the tie headbands, or as they called it, ninja wear. 
The ninja wear, yeah, and I feel like I feel like Nike invested a lot of money into this. They did this 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 piece, um, which was quietly kind of unveiled through last season, um, mm-hmm. and it was starting to be sported. I mean, we saw Jimmy Butler wearing it. Cat was wearing one. Deer and Fox. Um, Deer and Fox. They were very popular among the players. Butler, um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, there was a bunch of players, and, and like I said, Nike was really kind of pushing this stuff for a while, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, just it it became just a blip, man, and they decided to to ban it during the off season because they wanted to ban it, I guess, during the season, but they didn't want to make a big stink about it. So, but I guess they all of the owners agreed that it wasn't. Uh, it was like a safety concern. Is that what they were? <laughs> safety concern, that, yes. Safety, concern. and it didn't look professional. It didn't look professional. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I. I mean. I was never. A, I'm not a fan of this this headwear. I'm just. I, I haven't been. But I, I'm indifferent about it. If like if, if a player wanted to wear it, I wouldn't be like, oh man, that looks unprofessional. I mean, I feel like the NBA is such a progressive league that uh, you know, kind of shooting this down was just kind of silly. Um, kind of. I I don't know. How how do you feel about it? I think it's dumb. I yeah. honestly like. I think it's. I mean, I'm not like. Oh man, I'm gonna go buy one of those, but. I feel like if bigger stars had worn them, it wouldn't have been banned. Is that like is that a bad take? Like if I say like no, no, if like no, no. LeBron and Durant went out and wore those during a game, do you think they would have been banned? I don't think so. I think Nike and I think the NBA would have been like, oh man, we're gonna make some money doing this. And like yeah. LeBron was very much hinting to wearing them this year. Um, you know there was the when we thought he was gonna be wearing number six. There was a Photoshop of him in his Laker jersey with the number six wearing it, walking on the court, call and he hit put hashtag Ninja Bron. Um, there's pictures of him at the Lakers facility during their team organized camp where he's dunking and he's wearing it and he calls it flight 23. It's like, you know what I mean? I think, I think to the, you know, the brass of the NBA kind of resembled more of a, like a bandana look to them, which they're not into. And I think they've tried to stray away from this. The Iverson roll strikes again. Yeah, there was, there was the NBA, the NBA had kind of an image problem. I don't really think they had an image problem, but the NBA had an image problem in the early 2000s that they, that they, you know, tried to, you know, and they've tried to make like a cleaner cut look. They've made, you know, we went from really, really baggy jerseys back to fitted jerseys. I mean, the the players look good right now. I mean, in my my mind, I think, I think they've never looked better than they do now. Um, But, you know... I think they're just trying to just stamp that out because they don't want to go back down that road. So, but I, I think this is silly. I think this whole thing is silly. It's very, I said this on my Twitter account and I said this on our 2K stream. It's very NFL of them. It's very like. It was. You know, because the NFL has this strict, and this isn't me just ragging on the NFL. I know I do Should that be. a lot. Yeah. Should but, be. <laughs> really, I mean, like the NFL has always had this strict, like uniform must be code. Baseball has like the unwritten rule that they don't follow. Oh, well, the rule that is in the book they don't follow. Of if someone wears high socks, the whole team has to, but they don't enforce that. Um, so it kind of feels like the NFL with their like your socks can't be different from your from the quarterback's socks. Your sure you know, your visor has to be clear. It can't be dark, to where we can't see your eyes. And it's like. Who cares? And that's kind of what this felt like to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh well, well, it was it was short lived, and 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 we'll remember it fondly. <laughs> and for now, it's still in two K. Will they will they release it? At some, get out of, get out of there at some time with a patch, probably. 
yeah, pro- probably the next patch. Those those things will be gone on 2K. So if you want to enjoy the uh, the ninja wear, then you might want to do that quickly. <laughs> the ninja wear. I just I just love that they they call it, no they call it the ninja bands. I'm sorry. Oh, so stupid. It's so dumb. So dumb. Yeah. Let's take a look here real quick. So, um, kind of going through here. I'm trying to see like it's just been such a crazy news situation here this year. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about Kevin Durant, actually, um, with okay. his recent interviews he's been doing, um, where Kevin Durant is just kind of putting everyone on blast. Yeah. And we started to obviously see the beginning of this in his time in Golden State when he left OKC. Um, but everyone is chiming in. You know, he said that he didn't feel like he was one of the guys with the Warriors. And I'm not upset with him about that. I think um, the point he was making there of, these guys were all drafted. They came up together, and he, you know, he's like, I just felt like it was Katie and the Warriors, and Steph kind of clapped back a little bit. Like, I don't have an issue with that by any means. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in his interview with the Wall Street Journal, when he was asked about OKC, and he said he doesn't trust anyone in the organization. He hasn't talked to anyone since he left, and kind of was like, went and said like it was like a, you know. In a roundabout way, it was very cheap of them to kind of act the way they did towards him. And, you know, I saw Zach Lowe talk about this, and he said he had a hard time believing Sam Presti hasn't spoken to Kevin Durant with the kind of person Sam Presti is. Yeah. Um, but really, what's your take on – oh, and then the final ruffle in this so far, because there's going to be more, we know this, is Magic Johnson on Friday on first take in ESPN, because Magic Johnson's always got something to say. I I love I love this Magic Johnson world tour that we have going on. <laughs> yes. Like I I just I want him on TV every moment. He said that he hopes Kevin Durant finds happiness. And of course Kevin Durant tweets bullshit take and deletes the tweet, but you know it's the internet, it'll live on forever. Finds happiness. So through he thinks he's throwing a little shade at him. Yeah. For not for not picking the Lakers. Probably. <laughs> I don't well we'll see I I don't know Kevin Durant I think Kevin Durant is like trying to go out as a heel right now like yeah. I think he's going I think he's trying to go heel hard right now and he's uh he's not gonna play this season there's talks now that he may play he's not gonna play this season I hope um, so I, he, I don't think he's going to I don't think I don't think it's in his best interest to come back early again <laughs> <laughs> for any reason. I don't think he'll come back either. But if he comes back, I will not be surprised. Okay. Okay. Um I just I just don't see him coming back right before the grind of the playoffs and it's going to be probably tougher than it's been in in years past. There's just going to be a lot of there's going to be more contenders on each side this year. So I think uh I don't I just I think he should set the year out. Um, if he wants to continue playing, I mean, he's, he's the best player on the planet. So it's, you know, yeah, you know, um, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm assuming he'll find happiness. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm sure, sh- I'm sure he's happy with going to, to, to Brooklyn. This is what he wanted to do. Yeah. It's this a cool is, team. You know? you know, it's a cool team. He's kind of going out on his own. So it's going to be, um, it'll be interesting to see. He gets to play with Kyrie, who he has said many times is one of his best friends in basketball. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we all knew they were going to team up. We all thought it was going to be the Knicks, though. And, right. And, and hilariously, it was not. <laughs> no, it was not. God. Still funny. It's still so funny. Just the year the Knicks had. 
God. The off season, I should say, the Knicks had of like. I feel bad for Knicks fans, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I I don't feel. I mean, I, yeah, I feel bad for them more than Bengals fans because Bengals <laughs> fans, like, you know what you're doing. Like, just stop, just stop. <laughs> yeah, you're not making it better. You're not making it better. Just stop. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I think um, I'm I'm there with you on the Knicks situation. I think that. You know, for everything that they felt like this offseason was going to be, and for it to just blow up in their faces the way it did, starting with losing the lottery. And the best part about them losing the lottery was them celebrating, like, the Lakers not winning it. Yeah. And then they get three, and it's like... Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. It does, and it's, you know, going to happen to them all it the time, apparently. It would have it been a lot of fun to see to see Zion on at the, the Garden. I'm not, yeah, at I agree. The garden. I, I mean, I think that would have been such a such a fun fun thing i mean it would have really brought people back and um but him on the pelicans man it's gonna be they got a fun team so yes they do they have a fun team i'm very much looking forward to the pelicans this season i cannot wait they are definitely a league pass team they're probably yes. the league pass team they are yeah i would say well that should be an artist step so we do as we uh, do our league pass teams of the year we'll, we'll get there we'll get there yeah all right, and last thing I want to touch on before we do a – we're going to do a uh, division preview for the Central Division of the Eastern Conference. Uh, I just want to touch real quick on the WNBA playoffs because they've been super fun. Um, and honestly, you know, through 2K, it looks like this, the brand of the WNBA is growing. I know Sean uh, played his first WNBA game, like we said, in our, on our stream and had a lot of fun with it. We're, like, learning a lot of these players' names over time. and I was I was blown away by how many of the players that you, you and Alex were familiar with. I felt so stupid. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, you guys, like, I was like, you guys are, like, not even, you guys aren't closet WNBA fans. Like, you guys are really keeping up with this stuff. I was really, really impressed. I'm all for good basketball. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch any good basketball, you know, at the college level, I'll watch good basketball at the sure. NBA, WNBA. If I can get my hands on some FIBA tape and I enjoy watching it, I'll watch it. Um, so yeah, man, I really, really, really liked it. So today was the, looked like it almost was the end of the conference semifinals. Um, we did see one, I guess, no, the semifinals, cause they don't do conferences the way they do their playoffs, which I, you know, a lot of people want the NBA to go to, um, the Connecticut sun beat the sparks today. So they're heading to the NBA championship. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and then the Las Vegas Aces, who are one game away from elimination against the Mystics, won today as well to keep it alive in their best of three, best of five. So they're down 2-1. And you'll like this, Sean. Elizabeth Cambridge, who plays for the Las Vegas Aces, yes. had a inter- post-game interview today uh, because she's just, like, dominated the paint. And they asked her which, like, how she was able to, like, kind of basically um, excel her dominance and her response was, "Get in the weight room or get out. Get out of the post." <laughs> I like it. Love it. So they will go on. They'll play one. Uh, try to keep their season alive against uh, Atlanta Deladon and the Washington Mystics. So the finals are coming up in that. I'm stoked for that. It's been a really fun, really good year. This has kind of been the year of WNBA, man. Um, yeah. You know, like I said. You know, obviously they were an NBA Live for a couple of years, and it was cool because that was like an NBA Live exclusive that they had. And then 2K kind of swept in and was like, oh, not only can you play with the WNBA, you can do a season mode with them. Yeah. So they ruined that for for EA Sports, and they're obviously getting big-time attention now. WNBA League Pass is really a great deal. It's like $15. 
Yeah, you uh, want to watch some hoops during the summer, you got it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so overall, I just want to kind of touch on that, that overall the product, I know it's growing, it's exciting to grow. I uh, still think the women need better salaries. I think the max right now a player can get is 115000 a year, which is good money, but it's not good money when you see, you know, Kyrie Irving sign for boatloads of cash that he just signed for to be in Brooklyn and stuff like that. But I get it. I just wish that it would be a little better. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't see the salaries going up until more people start watching the league. Yeah, the, the NBA completely funds the WNBA every year, and it's it's never going to change unless more people are tuning in to to watch the WNBA. So that all, I think that all kind of depends on 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 viewers at this point. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes, man. I'm uh, excited to see how everything pans out, but. Yeah, so keep up with the WNBA Finals as we get closer to the NBA season starting to kind of get you back in that groove. It's uh, definitely worth it. So, Sean, it's time to kind of – I want to go and do a little bit of a, a division previews for a little bit while we were waiting for the season to start. Absolutely. And I wanted to start with our beloved team's division of the Chicago Bulls with the Central Division. Um, this has been, you know, an interesting division for years now between – you know, LeBron coming back in Cleveland, kind of running things for a while, winning the East. Uh, yeah. Having Giannis kind of become this up-and-coming guy. The Pacers were always fighting with the Heat for supremacy in the Eastern Conference, always losing, of course, uh, during the Wade-LeBron-Bosch era. And, you know, Chicago had that run with Derrick Rose, and they were kind of looking good before they started doing the rebuild. And now, and the Pistons, of course, you know, having up and downs and kind of really making strides last year. So now we're looking at a, a division where it looks like it's pretty lopsided on who's going to win it, and everyone yeah. else is playing for second. Absolutely. Um, but So let's kind of start with the Bucks. Um, obviously, defending MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think you know, he's going to get a lot of recognition for potentially being, second, being MVP for the second year in a row. This team's good. You know, They're still good. They still brought back a lot of good guys. George Hill's back. You know, Brooke Lopez is back. They bring in Robin Lopez. They, Chris Middleton signs his long-term deal. Uh, they keep Pat Connaughton, who's a big part of their bench. Uh, Sterling Brown's still with the team. And then they kind of add a little bit, added Kyle Korver to help Giannis shoot threes. That's frightening. Um, Wesley Matthews comes in to be a, def- a decent defensive player for them. I really think that the losses of Malcolm Brogdon, obviously the loss of Malcolm Brogdon really hurts this team. Oh, yeah. But I still think they're the best team in the division. <clears throat> and it's not they are. close. They are. They are. And there's a lot of interesting pieces this year. Like, I think... I think Eric Bledsoe has got another year under his under his belt with the Bucks. Um, I think that's going to help. Uh, Pat Connaughton had a had a great year last year. Um, you know they brought in they got George Hill. Um, Ilyasova is going to play for him this year. I feel like he's had like is this like his third runaround with them? It feels like it. It feels like it. He's just like one of those guys who just like every once in a while is a buck, just like Raymond Felton always is a Nick at some <laughs> point during the year. Yes, a Nick or a <laughs> um, Thunder. But uh, Robin Lopez joining Brooke Lopez. That'd be uh, fun. I, th- I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think I think losing Brogdon is is going to hurt a little bit. But I I don't think it's going to be as bad as as uh, you know people think it's going to be. I think I think they're going to be able to absorb that. I think Chris Middleton's going to come back. I know he played for Team USA this year. Um, hopefully that helped him a little bit more, and he can take that. Dragon Bender. That's that's an interesting name for this team as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the team. Um, Which I, so far I, as NBA career has been nothing. 
it's been nothing. It's been nothing. I mean, when you get when you get uh you get uh, thrown into a, a punchline on John Oliver one night, that's that's pretty <laughs> bad. That's pretty bad because he never talks NBA. So, um, but anyways, uh, Dwight yeah. Howard, Dragon Bender, and the Cincinnati Bengals have been like his big sports ones. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean this team this team looks great on paper. I think they're going to be great. They're going to be the number one seed, barring any sort of you know injuries or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean between you know we got the Pacers, the Cavs, the Pistons, and the Bulls, it's. I mean, I. It's probably going to be Pacers or Detroit's going to be number two. Yeah, so that's where I kind of wanted to go with the Pacers. I think the Pacers will be second. I think the Pacers will be second. So yeah, they got Brogdon. They got Brogdon. Um, Really, I like. I mean, all their moves this offseason really made sense. Um, They filled up their guard play for a while. They're swinging for Oladipo to come back. Um, So you know, they. I think they did a really good job bringing guys in. They got T.J. Warren and picks. So that was basically just Phoenix being Phoenix. Uh, Jeremy Lamb. They bring in Jeremy Lamb, who will be huge for them. You know, yeah. Jeremy Lamb's had stretches where he's been really good. So they bring in Justin Holiday to be along with Aaron. You know, TJ McConnell joins the team, so they have three TJs. Um, I, I like TJ McConnell a lot. I do too. I think that really their, their team's solid from, uh, you know, and then they draft Goga Patadze, who I didn't love the pick per se, but, you know, he's a fine player. <coughs> you know, between him, Sabonis, and Miles Turner, I think that him, Sabonis, Miles Turner, and TJ Warren's a decent forward depth that you're gonna have a hard time benching one of those guys. Yeah. And keeping them happy. But yeah, I think the Pacers have a solid team. I think they'll definitely be the second team in the East Central. Okay, I shouldn't say definitely, but I think they're the best bet, in my opinion, to be a second team in the Central. And and we we have to think that Victor Oladipo is going to come back at some point this season probably after the all-star break right as well he's gonna have something to prove probably gonna take a, a little while for him to get his you know his footing again but he was so good with them the last couple of seasons and i was so sad to see him go down me too so um i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what indy's gonna do i i I really, really like that they they were able to get Brogdon on this team. Like they needed a really good point guard, and I think he, I think he's going to kind of fill that void with uh, Victor Oladipo out for a little while. It's going to be it's going to be fun to watch him. Yeah, I agree. I think that you know they're going to win a lot of games. They're going to have some runs where they win like four or five in a row throughout the year. Often, um, I think that they're going to really be consistent through the season. I think they're probably a forty-five one team. Maybe the ceiling's forty-seven. Um, yeah. But I think they're talented. You know, they're, the personnel's there. Can they? Is this year they get through the first round, though? Nate, <sighs> listen to this. Listen to this weird stat. Okay. So Nate McMillan, since he's the last three years, he's been the head coach of the Pacers, has won three playoff games in the first round. They were all in one series. Really? Yes. So Paul George's last year, they got swept by the Cavs. The next year is when they took the Cavs to seven, and then last year they got swept by the Celtics. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, think he's on the hot seat this year. No, I think that you know his best player being hurt is going to kind of ease it a little bit. And the Play Pacers, into that a little bit. Yeah, the Pacers are pretty patient. I mean, how patient long was Pacers? Yeah, how long was Larry Bird the coach? But even after the finals appearances. Um, he, uh, he left immediately after that, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He, he went to take the GM role and then, yeah. who the heck took over for him? God, I can't remember. I don't remember 
either. I mean, I remember Vogel eventually. Yeah. But, I mean, that was years later. <laughs> way, way later. Yeah, so, so I feel comfortable with the Pacers. Um, I, but, you know, I agree with you. I think uh, between those two, between them and Detroit, I think Detroit would be third. Yeah. I think, you know, Blake Griffin's obviously really good at basketball still. Andre Drummond is still, you know, one of the a beast yeah one of the best rebounders this is a contract year for drummond so you know he's going to put it all up there he's probably the best free agent in this next free agency because it's it's awful i think he's going to be moving on too do you i do i do i feel like i feel like he's he's <laughs> i don't know he hasn't really he hasn't really went anywhere so it's you know i i, I feel like every player just kind of wears out their they're welcome with every team and i mean he's he's done a great job in Detroit, but I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like if they don't make some noise this year, I think he's probably going to, going to leave. Yeah. I have, a, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. So this team kind of really has some interesting pieces. Obviously, like I said, Griffin, Drummond, awesome. Really good what they do. Uh, Luke Kennard, what's he going to be in year three? Derek Rose comes there for two years. Derek Rose is definitely, the, I mean, I think the best guard on the team. <laughs> wow. You know, Reggie Jackson's still on the squad. Um, Langston Galloway is still there. Tim Frazier. Enjoy, enjoy Tony Snell. Enjoy him. <laughs> Dude, I know. I think he, he, he got a lot better in Milwaukee, which pisses me off because he was so bad for the Bulls. Uh, I wouldn't say, I mean, he had, he had a few, I mean, he was solid, but I mean, I think when they, when they brought him onto the Bucks, they expected what the Bulls expected from him. And it was not what he could provide. He's a hell of a corner three shooter, as a, as we will be is. told. But yeah, I don't know. But what about Reggie Jackson's tenure on this team? I feel like he's he's been there a while, and I don't know, man. I mean, we're 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 saying Derrick Rose is a better guard than Reggie Jackson. I think he is. Yeah. After last season, sure, sure. I mean, I, he had a fifty point he had a fifty point game. But yeah, I think I mean, really, I think best game of his career was last year. I still think Rose should come off the bench, but I think he's their best guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I see him getting some burn time. I, you know, I I was I was shocked that he went there out of all the Me places too. he could have went. Like I was just shocked. But I mean, that was already done before they even sounded the buzzer. Yeah, tampering's for, not for real free. though. Yeah, no, there was no. This was the most tampering year ever. I've never <laughs> seen so much tampering. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, I understand why they 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 passed all these new bylaws and everything because it's. It was bad. It was embarrassing, actually. It yeah. was really embarrassing. Oh yeah, I mean, even for the Bulls, you know, Thad Young. It's like he signs with the he's agreed to terms with the Bulls, and it's like five fifty eight when free agency starts at six o'clock when yeah. the news breaks. Like, how, how do you think they do that? You think that was all like done like through like other channels? <laughs> like, I'm gonna call my friend Bob, and Bob is going to call Chicago, and and Bob's know, real like... name is. Daryl Morey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, um, do you ever listen to the pull-up CJ McCollum's podcast? I don't. Okay. So he talked about it, and he's like, as a player, he's like, yeah, we, we know that there's stuff going on. Um, he's like, it's hard to, you know, he's like, when stuff breaks, you know, right after, he's like, obviously there's some table conversations, and I agree. I think he's right. There's got to be something. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know, man. Um, but I think this Pistons team will still be a playoff team. I think they'll still be competitive. Yeah, they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I like what the Bulls have done. Don't be wrong, but you know the Bulls don't have anyone. I've talked about this all summer. They don't have anyone that's as good as Drummond and Griffin. I mean, they would love no. to, 
but those two te- those two alone, you know, put them above the Bulls. As long as Griffin stays healthy this year, I think they're a playoff team. However, if I, th- I think he gets hurt, I I'm not really sure. He yeah. Well, they were talking about that on what was it the jump the other day? I think where they were like, you know, it's always guaranteed he's going to get hurt in April. It's like right when the playoffs <laughs> start, he's always going to go down. Like Chris Paul will always get hurt in June. Yeah, he might not yeah. have to this year though. No. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Let's talk about your beloved Cavs. Oof. Oof. Oh. Yeah, that's a team. Oh, man. (laughs) I feel feel bad for Kevin Love, man. I mean, he's getting his money, but God. I mean, what do you give him, five games before he intentionally hurts himself? (laughs) I mean, maybe. I will say that I'm very excited for the Cavs for the sake of we're getting the classic. I'll, I'll say it again. Tyrone Hill Cleveland Cavalier jerseys. I know I got some crap from Travis about very, that. Very, very excited about those. Yes, very pumped. Yeah. We'll definitely probably own the shorts. Um, it's you know one of my favorite eras of jerseys. It's so weird looking. They totally dropped the ball. They never did the throwbacks when LeBron was there. Oh my god, I completely agree. Yes. So here is this Cavs team. Let's just list the roster off for a minute. Jordan Clarkson, Matthew Delvadova, John Henson, Brandon Knight, Larry Nance Jr., Jetty Osman, Kevin Love, Colin Sexton, Tristan Thompson, Ante Sizic are all the guys coming back. Yes. So Kevin Love is the one that you're excited about. Rook, you know, coming in, Darius Garland, who I like a lot. Um, Kevin, we don't, really know, we don't really know what to expect from Darius Garland. I think he'll score immediately. Okay. Kevin Porter Jr., also, they got at the end of the first round. Yeah, they did. And Dylan Windler, who I love, I fully expected he'd be a Warrior with the way he plays basketball in the draft. But the Cavs stole that one from the Warriors, um, un- unlike titles. <laughs> so, this team's going to be really bad. They're, it's going to be a bad team. Yeah, they're going to probably at some point have to play all the young guys. Will Will Garland and Sexton be able to coexist is the question. I think they will, because I okay. think that the way that they both play is different. Yeah, they play the same okay. position, but they play different styles. Both um, kind of combo guards. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think we've seen reports. You know, Kyle wrote that article on Forty Eight Minutes Network early in this during the season about Colin Sexton. Uh, you're really starting to see him kind of play off the ball and kind of be able to shoot that way. And I think that's going to be kind of what his role is. And the Cavs have said in the past, you know, when they drafted Sexton, that they thought he could be a great six man if that's the situation. So. You know, some way or another, these guys will coexist. They're going to have to play a ton, you know, because this team is going to be in shambles. My thing is, it's not just trading Kevin Love, because that's got to happen. You know, if for some playoff team will want him. You know, we've talked about Portland a million times being a potential suit for Kevin Love. I think it's the best option. Oh, man, that would be so fun. Yeah, I'm trying to see the deal I didn't trade NBA the other day for it. Um you got to move a big contract, though, don't you? Yeah, you definitely have to move a big contract. So the other one is they've got to get Tristan Thompson off the books. And I don't think they're going to be able to because this is his free agent year. He's making a ton of money. So it's like, can you trade this bad contract that definitely did not deliver uh, after LeBron made you sign him? And Because let's be honest, LeBron definitely made them sign him back. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, just like JR, who's he basically, also gone. He basically uh, destroyed the roster right before we left. I yes, mean, he, he left him in shambles. JR. Yeah, I mean, he, he got all these guys 
deals. He got him. He got him paid, but I mean, he he ruined their books. Yes, I think you know. I don't think it was. I think part of it was he didn't realize how he didn't realize how soon the Lakers were going to be an option. You know, when he first like made because it was like his second year back that they signed those deals. Yeah. But also, it was also terrible. Let's just be realistic yeah. about it. Yeah. So they've got to find a way to move him. You know, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know who's going to take him. But so J.R. Smith was bought out, correct? Yeah, he is a free agent. He is a free agent who is still unsigned at the moment. Correct. Correct. Okay. That'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Joe Johnson just signed to be back in the NBA, but J.R. Smith. Yeah. J.R. Yeah. Smith is still waiting on a contract. Well, you never, you never know. You never know. And so, and Mello's out there too, still. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Who knows? Who knows? Who's gonna, who's gonna pick up these odds and ends? So if we're gonna rank Central Division, we haven't talked about the Bulls saying, yet. Oh, we haven't talked about the. How Bulls. How do we not yeah. talk about the Bulls yet? I don't know. We must have forgotten. Because <laughs> I feel like we talked about them all I just summer. Feel, yeah, we talked about them all summer. Yeah. So Bulls ended up. Uh, they drafted Kobe White. Love we it. Got Daniel Gafford. Love it. Um, uh. They uh, they brought in Thaddeus Young this year. They brought in Tomas Sandoransky uh, and, and Tomas Sandoransky, who actually I'm more excited for than any other player on the team at the moment. So is it cra- is it crazy to say that Sandoransky and Young are the two best free agents signing the Bulls have had since like Pau Gasol? Yeah, I mean that's 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 really where we're at. I mean I mean Thad Young, Thad Young is kind of a is kind of like a low key signing, kind of. There's been there were some there were some weird like off season signings for the Bulls back in the early 2000s that kind of made me scratch my head like one year like their big free agent get was Joe Smith yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like that was it and they were like we went to Joe Smith immediately at midnight like really Joe Smith really the same so, jo- like that Joe Smith so 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 yes so I'm like I'm like Thad Young I'm like okay sure. <laughs> Yeah, this is cool. I'm fine with it. That's fine. You know, he's a he's a guy who's put up some decent production over the last couple of years. Would have never thought Bulls, you know, until th- that day. I'm it, like, fine. Yeah, I was the same way. I think it makes sense. I think that having him kind of be there with Laurie and Wendell to kind of be where you can play him at either position is nice. Um, we didn't even mention they brought in Luke Cornett, who is a three-point shooting center i don't think the bulls had one of those in a long time or ever no or ever yeah yeah yeah. well window carter can shoot the three too so yeah um you know they've got got a few options i think their big thing this year um it's going to be kind of a year of evaluating whether zach levine laurie markinen and window carter can play together yes um especially laurie and zach and i feel like and if they don't make it work this year i think one of them's going to go. And I think it'll be Levine. I think it's probably going to be Levine. Levine's a great scorer, but I, you know, I don't know. I love watching. I love his game. You yeah. know, you know, I he love guys that threes. can shoot the dunks, shoots threes, doesn't play defense. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's the ultimate video game player. I love him. But, uh, uh, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I feel like this is going to, they're going to be at a crossroads this year unless they make it work. And, so, uh, yeah. this is it. And Otto Porter, man, they got that's him back. Where too, I was going, which, yeah, yeah. So that's where it's interesting because if they're in the race, if they're fighting for a playoff spot, yeah, they're in a situation where they can add guys. You know, they're not tapped. You know, it's not like they have these giant contracts. They're screwed on. Um, all the bad money is basically gone now, which is nice, except for like Chris Dunn and Felicio, um, which you know I don't expect those guys will finish the year on the team. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, 
So it's like, can they make something happen there? And it's if this doesn't work out, if this really fails, they have an expiring and auto porter they can move and make you know, get some assets out of. So really, they're not in a situation where it's damned if they do, damned if they don't. It is a crossroads. I agree with you, um, but I think really like they kind of have a win-win here. Yeah, yeah. This is this is going to be an interesting season. I uh, I make I'm optimistically I'm cautiously optimistic. It's nice about to be team. excited about a Bulls team going in the yeah. offseason again. And I I don't have high expectations or anything. And they have a whopping I think one uh, nationally televised game yep. this year, not including NBA TV. Um, so they literally are a league pass team. Yep. Um, so, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see them, but there's, there's a, they need a lot of work. They got to get rid of Chris Dunn. He's got to, they got to get rid of him somehow. Um, you know, Denzel Valentine is coming out, coming back after a year and, like just, there's just players. I just, I just, am not, there's just some players on this team. I'm just not excited about. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you are, and you're listening to us on any podcast platform of your choice, feel free to go ahead and subscribe. It'd really take me a lot to us and go a long way. Also, if you're in a situation where you're on a podcast service where you can leave us a review, please feel free to give us a few minutes of your time and do that. It only takes a couple seconds and really helps us out a bunch. All right, back to the show. So let's power rank it. So Central let's do Division, it. Central Division, 2019-20. We're going to go with Milwaukee Bucks, obviously number one, no yeah, doubts. not even close. Not even close. Uh, we're going to go number two. We're going to go with Indiana Pacers. Yep. Um, you know, I think they're still going to be great with, you know, Brogdon and, you know, Old Depot comes back. They're going to be great. Agreed. Uh, number three, we're going to go with Detroit Pistons. Uh, Detroit basketball. Detroit basketball, uh, led by the great Derek Rose. Uh, <laughs> uh, number four, we'll go with our beloved Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, still not good enough to get that three seed. <laughs> Better, but not good enough. Better, but yeah. And then, of course, the Cleveland Cavaliers, which are going to be trash. Which, yeah, will be in the James Wiseman race next year. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I think we can go ahead here. It's glad. It's great to be back doing news again. Here um, we are. Having some fun. We're, ma- uh, we're, we're making fetch happen. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> so our sideshow, Hoop Cinema, will still continue. It'll still be a once-a-month release um, that Sean's, Sean's hosting and I'm co-hosting. Um, Blue Chips is up next. I have it ready to watch tonight so I can get my notes ready. I'm excited. We're getting excited for Blue Chips, one of my, one of my favorite basketball movies ever. Yes, and we will also have an at-large bid this week. Um, so we'll have a little college basketball talk, um, have some stuff in the, in the plans right now that we are working on for all the shows. Uh, we're still working on shot college and what we're going to do with that. I think we're uh, kind of figuring it all out as we go. I'm excited to see how this season goes. So Sean, I'm pumped hoop cinema. Uh, it's coming up on the end of September. So this will be our September release going to October. And then it goes haywire from there. Yes. Yes. So everyone, thank you for tuning in. Have a great one, and it's almost that time. It's almost here. Basketball is coming.